Welcome to Private Banking Strategies Podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks, your secret weapon to protect your assets and never have to start over financially again. Vance and Seth help high net worth individuals, families, business owners, and investors structure an asset-protected, tax-free fortress for their families. Learn how to keep what you earn and use the velocity of money to create your own private banking system. Join us on this journey as we explore the secret strategies of the rich and political elite and help you take total control of your financial security. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Private Banking Strategies with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. Vance, how are you today? I'm fantastic. Oh, it's good to talk to you again. Seth, how you been? Doing great. Thanks, Eric. Oh man, I, I'm excited. I know that we're covering a lot today. And from my understanding, we're taking a deeper dive into the three most important money rules and how they work together. That's right. That's right. All right. So who's starting this off today? Well, let me start it off and lay the outline a little bit for our audience. We're going to learn three important rules today that you can't choose not to follow and expect to succeed financially. Okay. So we're going to, let's just dive in because of time uh, constraints. We're going to talk about the 10% rule and how we live it in our lives. If that's all right with everybody. Let's do it. Uh, Eric, have you heard about the 10% rule? Oh yeah. You've talked about it before, but I, I like these deeper dives. All right. So let's take a look and see about improving an individual's day-to-day performance. Can we be better off tomorrow than we were today, next week, next month, or so forth, so that we can go forward and always increase and be better off financially than we were the day or the week or the month before? One of the things we need to do with the 10% rule is we have to look for ways to always be able to finance our way through life. We know by now through listening to good common sense and banking practices that everything we purchase in life, we finance. We either pay cash and give up interest or we use somebody else's money and pay them interest. In the 10% rule, when we pay ourselves the 10%, we need to put that money to work. People can call it savings, they can call it whatever they want, but we need to put it to work. We need to find on a day-to-day basis a way to be able to make that happen. So we turn unexpected financial situations that would normally drain us, normally stop us from paying ourselves 10% out of our paycheck or whatever else, and we sacrifice ending up paying that unexpected bill, when in fact that unexpected bill is the opportunity we're looking for. We can turn that into an asset, a positive, immediately by employing our 10%, our money, and putting it to work to finance that new unexpected bill. So, Seth, jump in here a little bit. What are some ways, how, you know, if that's the case, and let's say we pay ourselves $1,000 every month, and there's 
an unexpected $1,000 bill, how can we set that up to make that a positive with the $1,000 that we paid ourselves? You would pull it from down from cash value in your private bank, make the payment, and then structure a loan repaying your private bank. And whether it's 1000 or 10000 or 100000 that's the concept. And you know the beauty of this, by having your own strategy, your own banking system, we can set up the return or the payments at any level we want. Of course. The interest rate, you can make as high as you want. Eric, do you want the earnings? Oh, of course, yeah. New investment, high or low? No, we want them high. Okay, so we could actually set the interest rate we wanted to charge and still keep our payment where it's manageable. So these are everyday things we look at that we just pass by on a day-to-day basis if we're not clued in to the 10% rule. So we have to live the 10% rule, but we have to internalize it, look for opportunities, look for ways to put that in. So it's critical that we do that, that we can tune in it will improve. It only takes a few of those. A month here, a month there of an unexpected bill, and we start financing a lot of things that our money has gone for. That money's coming back. It fits within our budget, and we literally could have as much coming in from the 10% rule as we have coming in in income eventually. So we grow with that it's always an improvement so that 10 percent rule in a day-to-day every life everyday lifestyle is critical for us to, to look at and to do we make the decision not to then it's not going to work and we wonder why you know things aren't going the way we want now i want to get into we talk about it all the time you hear about it all the time never ever spend principal. Seth and I have a great way of showing people in less than 20 minutes can convince people how to get back 100% of their monthly expenses. If we can get that back, we're not spending principal. So we have to learn what the banks do to get the money back. That's a clue, that's a key as to how we never spend principal. Banks never spend principal. The people who have conquered the wealth factor and money, they never spend principal. Everybody always borrows everything they need to live on. So Seth, give me a little comment there. What do you think people are thinking out there about the ability to never spend principal? Is that gonna be something that they can convince themselves? When you say, 100% of my expenses can be recaptured. People probably think, that sounds great, but I'd love for you to prove that to me. Show me how I can do that. And we talk about this often. You have to have cash flow. We've had folks who have quit their job and, and invested everything in crypto, and it hasn't gone exactly like they wanted yet. And so they're want, you know, looking for cash flow. Well, you have to have cash flow. I mean, we think that nothing's going to appear out of, of nowhere, but your expenses can be recaptured. 
And I think people just need to see that in motion. And one of the best examples that you've ever given on teaching this is the chiropractor example, who was severely, severely in debt. And him and his wife came in and were distraught and emotionally on the rocks, just with their family and their business. And you showed them the light at the end of the tunnel, gave them hope, and showed them how private banking could be utilized to recapture money that was going out of their control and back into their control. In just a few short years, they were completely out of debt. They'd expanded their wealth with acquiring additional chiropractic offices, and they were just amazed at how fast that it happened for them. I think that's the best example, if folks want to listen to that. It's in our podcast, Bank. I agree. That's a great comment because principle is so critical. If we can get it back, we get to use it again, right? Absolutely. And this is what the everyday people out there have never, ever experienced. When we show people how they get out of debt so fast, they can't believe it until they do the math and they see where the money's coming from. So it's very important that we believe that there's a way to do it. Again, our focus would be for our listeners, see what the banks are doing. Find out how the banks always get the money back. They put it to work and it comes back. We can put our income to work and we can get it back. And we have to do pretty much the same thing. So there's a very large missing component in our own personal lives, and that's the banking equation. And we've talked about that. How devastating do you think it might be if we spend a dollar, if we decide that that dollar is no longer of value to us, and we spend it on something? There's some ratios out there. I call it never give away money, because if we give it away, there's a consequence. Seth, tell us a little bit about the consequence. How do we replace a dollar if we spend one? Well, you've got to have cash flow, like we said. And if you've got a system, a banking system, whereby you're repaying the loans that your bank is making, whether it's for an investment, for an unexpected expense, to replace a traditional mortgage, to replace auto financing or credit card debt. Those are all tools and instruments that become assets for you. Okay, but what if I decide, hey, I'm going to take 25 bucks and just blow it and go buy lunch. And I decide that that money's not coming back to me. What are the consequences of that? You're never going to see that money again, and you're not going to capture the velocity of money. Okay. So folks, listen to this a little bit, because a lot of times it's not so much what we don't know about money that's hurting us. It's what we think we know that's incorrect. And when we spend a dollar, most of us would think, well, I've got to go earn another dollar, right? Right. Totally 180 degrees false. It will cost anywhere from 2 to $5 of earnings to replace the dollar that you just spent so you can spend it again. So that sounds kind of like a drastic statement, but if we were to drill down on that, 
when you earn income, who do you have to pay first? Yourself. Uh, Before it even comes to you. (laughs) Uncle Sam. You have to pay everyone else in the food chain, government, everything else in order for you to net and clear your $1. It can be as much as five to one if you're self-employed because now you earn $10, but 30% has to go over here, 30% has to go for administration, whatever it is in your business, and you, if you're lucky, can spend two out of every $10 you make. So it's important now if we understand that, then our will to go out and get rid of a dollar and not account for it makes that impact much higher so let me just add one comment to that because you and i have talked about financing your business taxes or your tax obligations through your private bank and i think that we've got some resources or one of our affiliates that has that we've published before shows you how actually financing your taxes through your private bank and deferring those through the year is actually more advantageous for wealth accumulation but that's just an aside, perhaps a rabbit trail, something to think about. Yes, there's so many ways to do it. The key about money is money has to be employed in order to be of any value whatsoever. If money sits, it has no value. This is why banks, again, trying to lead everybody back into what banks actually do. They don't want us to know, but they can't hide this stuff. Banks don't let money sit overnight, and it's called overnight lending. They always want to keep that money employed, earning them something. That's the number two that you cannot avoid in order to be financially successful. If you choose to disobey that, and these are conscious decisions. These aren't, oh, well, I didn't know about it. I think every one of us have heard all three of these rules, but we kind of well, that's not for me. I don't believe I can do that. I'm not in a situation where I can handle this or that. And that is incorrect. And it's exactly what the banks want you to think so that they can have all of your hard-earned money because it always goes back to them. Let's talk about the last one a little bit. So, Seth, we're talking about a well-constructed financial roadmap. That goes into a lot of our seven pillars, correct? Of course. Yeah, that's right. So in just that statement, what are we talking about here? What? Why do people need to have a written plan? For one, the discipline and the muscle memory of exercising those loans and understanding the recapturing of expenses and having your annual compounding growth that comes to you tax-free is important to recognize and see. There's seven pillars, obviously. That's one of the banking pillars. So we could take that a lot of different ways, but that's a start. Yeah, yeah, there there are. But a well-designed plan, if you're doing uh, asset protection, you've got to have a meticulous plan that covers everything, right? For sure. You know, because if you leave something out, it's kind of like you have a, a great, fantastic chicken coop. You got a lot of chickens in there, but all of you didn't quite get this corner covered, and that fox can get in and devastate you. The same thing with a roadmap. We need to know where we're headed 
and we have to have checkpoints. I don't know how many times in my career where I've been helping business owners try to achieve their maximum potential in their business and they walk right past it. And the business is never going to be as valuable to sell or to move it from that point on because they didn't have an exit strategy. They didn't have a plan to back out. If you look at IBM and Apple and you go back to their origination, you know, these guys started in their garages and look what's happening with those. You think they got there without a plan? Not at all. So it's a roadmap, folks. If we want to get from point A to point B, we need to know the best ways to get there because there's always going to be hurdles. There's always Life is always going to trip us and knock us down. And that's one of the great values that, that you provide, Vance, to clients is the eight-year roadmap where you effectively take their financial details and circumstances and fine-tune them into a specifically crafted plan where they know exactly which creditor to pay first and how much and how to use their bank and they know how the money flows and they can see month over month every month how their wealth increases how their debt decreases and how that eight-year plan effectively gets them across the finish line of where they want to go and then like you said there may be other adjustments that are made but that's one of the great things that that i think we provide that other folks just don't have and that's a a complete strategy how to follow it and how to do it agree i like to tell people with the with a plan when they're they get interested in our strategy why don't we take it for a test drive first And they're just shocked. You mean you can actually do that? Yeah, we can use your numbers and we can show you how you start here at point A and what it's going to look like eight years from now. And we're not going to fudge the numbers. If anything, we're going to tone it way back and way down. A lot of people feel like, gosh, if I have a financial plan in my life, things are going to get much more complicated. You know, I have to do this. I have to do that. (laughs) And again, it can't be more than 180 degrees opposite. It organizes your life. You get to do all the things you want to, and you never have to worry about it because you know what you're going to do next. And if you have any questions, you just look on the plan. Oh, yeah, I'm here, and I need to do this. Do you see yourself in that story? Do you feel like you are generating a lot of revenue but are not moving forward as fast as you would like? Are you ready for help? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. All right, so the plan keeps you organized and going in the right direction. Knowing what to do and when to do it assures an outcome. Okay, let's depict this like a ship. Ship's out in the middle of the ocean, okay? What happens if it loses steering control or its rudder? What's going to happen to that ship? 
Going to float aimlessly. Aimlessly, and that's the plan. That is the steering mechanism. And today, planes, ships, and even cars can be put on autopilot, programmed in to go from point A to point B. However, there is a sophistication in all of that software, and when we're doing it ourselves, we have to make little tiny adjustments, don't we? Of course. Especially when we're in those areas where narrow strips and there might be shell rock underneath the water, we have to be able to navigate into those clearer waters and stay away from the edges. So a roadmap is some way. It's not set up and you never look at it until the end of the year. It's something that needs a little bit of adjustments, a little bit of tuning to stay on track and stay on course. So we have to look at slight corrections every now and then. And then, of course, I heard this before, the greatest battle plan in history is only good until the first shot. (laughs) And then it all goes to heck in a handbasket from that point on. And then it's the generals out there doing all these adjustments and post and pre-active measures in order to try to win the day or the outcome. In a financial plan, it's the same thing. Even though we may project out eight years, what you need to concentrate on is what you're doing right now for the first six months to a year. Normally, they don't need to be changed. If they're well thought out, you've participated and you've done the final sculpting of your plan so that you know you can sink your teeth into it. You know that, hey, I can do this on a regular basis, no problem at all. Life will change a little bit, and the results will probably go up or down a little bit. It just depends on where we're at. And then the key and the secret is, is always to update the plan. All autopilots, all navigation systems have updates to them continually, right? Of course. We've now given you guys an opportunity to really see what we mean when we talk about the three financial rules for wealth accumulation and success. So I hope this will be of great value to you, that you can believe it. Seth, tell them how they can find out more information about us on this. Sure. Yeah, you can find us at privatebankingstrategies.com. That's privatebankingstrategies.com. And on our website, you'll be given the chance to download our free book, which we like to call a red pill book, and explains to people how they can increase their wealth and do the same things that banks do and how to grow their wealth with the secrets that banks don't want them to know. And you can also find all of our podcasts published there. You can find resources such as blog articles and just surf around and check it out. Eric, any questions on that that was unanswered for us that uh, we can end up with? No, I think you did great. I, I, you know, you brought a memory back to me that Mike Tyson had a similar quote: "Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth." <laughs> and uh, you know, that's one of those things where I personally love the GPS in a car analogy, or 
especially the plane analogy, because you think about turbulence, you think about storms that are coming up and, and to be able to make corrections to avoid storms or have a plan to deal with some turbulence because turbulence is going to come into everybody's life. And so I, I love that last point that you made, because if you don't have a plan, you are just drifting aimlessly and you're never going to get to the destination that you want to get to. And the anxiety in your life is always yeah. high, not knowing. Folks, when you give money over to someone else, you're, you can't eliminate the anxiety that you're having inside because someone else is in control. Yeah. With private banking strategy, you are 100% in control. You are driving your vehicle. You don't need them. And the other thing, going back to the 10% rule, the thing that kept going on and on in my brain was that if you're financing something, Either you get to choose the percentage rate that you pay yourself back or somebody else chooses a percentage rate for you and that goes to them. <laughs> so why not, you know, make it something to where you get to choose that percentage rate and but because you get to get it back. So that I just I saw just recently what my daughter actually has tremendous credit and she got this thing in the mail. And she's like, would you look at this? And I was like, all right, what, what do you got? She was frustrated. She goes, look at this. It was a credit card application. It was a an offer, right? She seriously, I think she's close to 800 credit wise. She's done fantastic. And this credit card was trying to get her to sign up for something that had 25.6% interest. <laughs> she's like, they're smoking something funny. That's there's no, are you kidding me? She's like, where's the shredder? I'm like, good girl. <laughs> she's not going to put up with that. She knows better. She's learned and she's watched her credit score. She knows what she's doing. And I think that once people get over that concern of, I just don't know exactly how to handle something. I don't know what questions to ask, ask the questions, try to figure it out call people like you who can help them figure it out because otherwise you're going to get stuck with the offers that you get and those offers aren't good 25.6 percent give me a break anyway i think i've got, gone off on a tangent seth do you have any closing words for today's podcast yeah you can have that 25.6 percent in your own bank and you can have nice. it grow compounding year after year with no tax implication whatsoever so that's part of the secret we try to yep. help people capture is that yeah the banks they do want to make 25 5.6 APR off of you. And mm -hmm. that's not even a cumulative interest rate. So yeah. there's all sorts of little nuggets that we share, Eric, and that that's part of it, that the banks are have been fleecing Americans for a long time. And it's, mm -hmm. it's time that people wise up and take the banking equation back into their own life. Absolutely. Well, I know that you've already gave contact information, so I encourage everybody to go visit the website, get the free information, check out the resources. There's so much information there. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time today again. Okay, that's thank great. You, Eric. Thank you, you very much. You bet. And of course, our last thank you goes to you, listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Private Banking Strategies podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Vance and Seth come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And these are great ones to share because, again, it's going to get conversation flowing because people standing around the barbecue grill are going to say, now, how does that possibly work? How in the world would you possibly get all the money that you pay out? How would you get that back? I just don't get it. Well, guess what? There's answers share the resources, have the discussion, and then make the call. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Private Banking Strategies, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Did that story feel like it was about you? Do you feel you should be making more progress toward your financial goals? 
Do you feel stuck? Let us help you get unstuck. Are you ready to take action and get your own private bank? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. Thank you for listening to the Private Banking Strategies Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of private banking strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.